this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, and I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot today because I had one of these moments where I was like, I was scrolling the gram as I am known to do, sort of hoping to get some content ideas for these reels. I'm really coming up short on that end. I just like, oh, I can only point to words so much. But if you follow a lot of strength and conditioning pros, personal training pros, you're, you're sliding down these scrolls and it's, it's just a constant bombardment of look how smart I am when it comes to muscles and movements and all that stuff. And that is not to say that I don't think that's really, really important. It is important. Like I need to know how to um, use a lower row to get my, you know, build bigger lats, or I need to know uh, the role my diaphragm plays in core stabilization, whatever that may be. I think it's super, super important and a huge um, aspect of our role as trainers and coaches. So I want to just start out first by saying that I think it's very important. But I was struck by sort of the folks that I was passing. One, it, this is just the nature, I believe. I mean, the unfortunate nature of sort of this field is that I'm, I'm scrolling through a lot of images of white men. And this is, you know, largely an issue in many um, professions and industries, but it is in um, personal training and strength coaching in general. And, you know, we need to aim as viewers and consumers to curate our feed um, to see different things too. So that's, you know, a bit of personal responsibility there. Today, what I happened to see were a lot of the sort of what I think of as a stereotypical sort of, I'm going to put air quotes on it, angry strength coach telling me about activation or co-contraction or uh, one rep max or whatever it was. And I, and the part of it that got frustrating to me was thinking back to the many times I've been in meetings or um, seminars or whatever, where those same individuals are talking about how you also need to develop your soft skills. And I gotta say, I am so tired of calling really important essential and likely more important skills, the soft skills. I don't quite know where the origin of that sort of um, distinction came. 
And so that would take, you know, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go back and sort of look at how some things are considered soft skills and some things are considered hard skills. And this is not an issue um, that is unique to personal training or coaching. The idea that when I, I was doing a quick Google as I was thinking about this, and it said soft skills include, and I'm not going, I'm not lying. The first one was critical thinking. Critical thinking is a soft skill along with communication. Um, let's see, problem solving, teamwork, work ethic, intercultural fluency, professional attitude, digital literacy. This is just, you know, like from Wikipedia. So take it for what it's worth. But the first one they list is critical thinking. I can't think of a more useful skill than critical thinking. And I can't think of something that is less wishy-washy than critical thinking. And when I am thinking about this distinction between soft skills and hard skills, I think of soft as this description that means it's wishy-washy. It means that for, for you to get better at it, you just have to like try and practice and it's innate to some people and some people will never achieve it. And sometimes with critical thinking, I do think that some folks seem more naturally inclined on some of these skills, but some people, you know, we, this is the problem. We assume that for some people, the ability to relate to others, to empathize with others, to critically think about a situation, to read the subtext under text is innate to them. And so therefore, that's just their ability and other people can't learn it. But we don't necessarily believe that when we talk about sort of acquiring these hard skills. The idea is that you can learn the science. You can, you know, take action steps to accumulate knowledge, to reach milestones that prove that you have comprehension over these complex scientific topics. But oftentimes, at least in most sort of conventional settings, we don't think about that with these soft skills. And I'm going to, I'm going to start to, in this podcast, refer to them as essential skills, because these are the essentials to me. The soft skill argument, I firmly believe, comes from a place of one sort of condescension. I'm going to be very honest. The folks who have kind of used this sort of soft skill argument in uh, my life, particularly in training and coaching, have been the folks who are condescending toward people's ability to relate and how it may or may not replace scientific knowledge. There is certainly a pedestal in strength and conditioning and in personal training that puts, whether or not people say it does, they put scientific knowledge and comprehension far above these soft skills or these personal related skills or what I'm calling these essential skills. So referring to them as soft skills is a way to condescend. It's a way to write it off as not important. And usually... 
I will say this because uh, I'm making a generalization. Usually, in the situations and circumstances that I have been in, it is a mask to cover the fact that these folks are not very good at these soft skills. <laughs> and our brains operate differently. People operate differently. I'm not saying that some people don't have a more innate ability to excel at these skills in the same way that I don't disagree that some people have like a brain that works more effectively to sort of comprehend these scientific principles and apply them in different circumstances and things like that. What I'm saying is that we in the way we discuss it and also the way we approach it from a professional development and continuing education standpoint is that we prioritize the ability and the focus on building these hard skills and then write off the soft skills as secondarily important and that there isn't a rhyme or reason to how we acquire them or how we get better. And there are professionals who are doing tremendous work in building these quote unquote soft skills, these essential skills. Uh, the first person com that comes to mind is Brett Bartholomew and I'll um, link him in the show notes, but he, his whole focus is on communication it started in the strength and conditioning realm. He works now with like in a lot of different um, arenas, but the idea is that communication is essential to our success in this career. And that is 100% true. He also has tools, methods, training tools to get better at these soft skills. Um, it, you know, and, and this is not a, not an uncommon argument and sort of a tension that exists in a lot of places. If you are someone who um, exists in social science work, you're oftentimes kind of coming up against this argument that for some reason, physical sciences are more legitimate. And maybe we simply just have the tools to better measure uh, milestones, measure knowledge acquisition, all of that in those realms. So all this is to say that I think there are skills that are considered soft skills that are one, non-negotiables when we talk about building a successful personal training and coaching career, as well as real legitimate tools, training um training tools, exercises, readings, uh, role-playing activities, all these kinds of things that can actually get us better at these skills. So the I'm going to talk a little bit about what those are and I think why and how we can get better at them, why we need to and how we can get better at them. But I'm going to say really quickly here, I'm begging you, especially if you like teach other trainers, coach other coaches, consider yourself a leader in the industry. I want you to stop calling them soft skills because I think it's, it's condescending. It's pejorative. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I think there are better ways we can come around to it. And I think if you talk to like professional sports psych um, 
scholars, they would very much talk about ways in which you can measure a lot of these skills and how they um, impact performance. Uh, particularly when we talk about coaching and cueing, we talk about coaching and cueing and all that stuff as a soft skill too. And I, I, my eyes rolled back into my head. Um, so I'm begging you to find a different way to talk about this. And then I also am begging you to think about how, and this is for new coaches too, while I want you to get so, so darn good at exercise science, I want you to know that ultimately, I truly believe your success hinges on your ability to get better at and um, shine with these essential skills. You know which ones I'm talking about. These are the skills that are going to separate you from the textbook. They're going to separate you from the easy to purchase, much cheaper exercise program that exists online. People have been building exercise programs for years and years and years. And if you're a new coach, there's somebody who did it better than you right now. They built like a really great program and they've done it already. And it's not to say that you can't get there, but it, it exists online and it's $29.99 and it's easy for someone to access. And like, I don't, I don't want to scare you, but that exists. I don't think personal trainers or coaches are going anywhere. And I think you can 100% not only get really good at programming and write as good a program, but I think your value and what you bring to a person and how you separate yourself from a, an online program are these essential skills. Your ability to relate to someone. Your ability to critically think. So someone comes in the room to train with you and they are having a really hard time because they've got some stuff going on in their relationship. They're not sleeping well. Maybe um, they're caring for like an elderly relative and they're, they're struggling with some work challenges. If you can't critically think about ways in which you cannot exacerbate the problem for them or ways that you can uh, help to improve the experience so this serves as a release, so this serves as something that gives back to them, then, then what is the point of you being there? Your role is to support. Your role is to coach and critical thinking, the ability to empathize, the ability to relate, the ability to um, make someone feel seen and heard is your bread and butter. Again, I'm not knocking that you don't, that you need, I'm not knocking knowing exercise science. There is a it's a two-way street in which you can be like the most relatable person ever. And if you're not giving real science, if you're not supporting your work with like um, knowledge and hard-earned application, then you are also not going to be successful. But I do think that when we talk about what is going to ultimately help you get clients, retain clients, and build a long, successful career, these essential skills are non-negotiable. Truly non-negotiable. And critical thinking, come on, like the world we exist in, 
demands critical thinking. People are coming into the gym more stressed, more uh, exhausted, more miserable, I imagine, than, than years past. And at the same time, the gym has become a staple of what it means to quote unquote be healthy for people. So you've got a leg up. People already think they should come into the gym. But how are you going to combat the world at large with people knowing that they need to come into the gym? This is where the critical thinking comes in. This is where the uh, relatedness comes in. Um, it's just so essential. And I can't, I get so darn frustrated with people's um, just like truly, uh, truly thoughtless uh, understanding of how important it is. And I'm going to say that I really think that typically when people are like knocking the soft skills or sort of handing it off as like, you either got it or you don't, or those are the soft skills and you can work on those and not, not really understanding kind of what goes into it and how it can um, be really systematic and how it can be something akin to the scientific skills. I think it's usually because those people have terrible, 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 quote unquote, soft skills. The people who <laughs> prioritize, I mean, and this is, this is fair, like we are probably more inclined to believe in and kind of go full out on stuff that we think we're already good at. I describe that um, as my whole like childhood. I am a high achiever when I know that I can get better at it. But when I can't, when I don't feel like I can get better, when I have low self-efficacy, I am uninterested in continuing. So I can, I can quit faster than anybody if I don't think I'm going to get better. If I think I'm going to get better, I will outlast you <laughs> at getting better, like, uh, hands down. That's why I mean, my whole pull-up story. <laughs> um, but so I, so I will say that I think the folks who are more um, sort of hesitant to dive in on these um, soft or essential skills are those who don't find it uh, easy naturally and may find acquiring scientific knowledge easier. So uh, we all have our, you know, strengths and weaknesses, and we all have our blind spots. So I don't want to say that I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers, I am pointing fingers. But I think it's because the voices of the, of the scientific knowledge and the soft skills thing are louder in the room. In, inherently, I just think they're louder in this space. I think the uh, machismo lifting energy that sometimes accompanies strength and conditioning is so loud that it drowns out the things that are really going to make our industry a better place. So that being said, here are the essential skills I think that you can work on 
that you need and that you can work on. And I kind of mentioned them already, but critical thinking is 100% one of those. That's probably a little bit more of an umbrella sort of skill, I think. So probably working on communication, relatedness, empathy or compassion or um, the ability to sort of uh, think about where someone's coming from will ultimately lead to furthering your ability to think critically. Um, I think probably um, learning about sort of uh, societal demands, societal pressures, cultural norms, all of that is likely going to add to that umbrella of critical thinking because we need to sort of understand what the expectations for some are. One of the things I think about when I'm thinking about these essential skills is the ability to understand sort of what things you're doing that could exacerbate someone's anxiety, stress, uh, feelings of vulnerability in your training space. Your ability to relate with coworkers, your ability to make people feel welcome, your ability to um, coach and cue effectively, that has a lot to do with sort of your ability to not only learn about terminology that's gonna be helpful, learn about sort of the science behind motor performance, but also then understand the person you're working with. So being able to understand another human being is an essential skill. And there are ways to work on these. That is what we're doing in the Foster Strength Fitness Career Mentorship. We're actually working on these skills because you can get through that whole certified personal training textbook and never learn anything about these essential skills that are going to be the reason why you are better at your job. And they're going to be the reason why you can sell personal training. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to say that if you are not a dynamic, charismatic, charismatic, or at least authentic person who can relate, who can critically think, and who can empathize or understand, you're not going to sell personal training. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck. And I guarantee you, you probably have the core of these things. No one's ever worked on it. No one's ever worked on it. You know, if you're in like a leadership position at a big corporate company, they'll do an improv class or they'll do um, a communication class because it's an essential part of your job. We just don't do that in personal training. We think like, oh, if I learn more about squat mechanics, Julie will love coming back. Meanwhile, you can't hold a conversation with Julie because the only thing that you've read in the last year is about uh, valgus in college-age sprinters who eat more meat than others. I don't know. You know what I mean? These like studies are ridiculous. But that's what I'm saying is if, if all that you have are these hard skills, it is going to be hard <laughs> to get clients, to keep clients, and to build your best business. And, um, and I think it's that kind of shift that is going to change our industry and make us all better. Truly, truly. So if you relate to this, if you want to know more about sort of how to build these soft skills, about where to look, um, you know, 
And if, and if you relate to this, if you've heard this before, I love to chat about this kind of thing. I'm going to encourage everyone, the, the piece of the, the takeaway here is even if you're going to call it soft skills, which I would love you not to, um, if that's the common vernacular for these kind of things, then that's fine. But I want you to start to think about it as equally as important as that other aspect as that scientific aspect. And if you are working with other trainers and coaches, I want to, I want you to make that the environment that you exist in. All right. So always, as always, you can talk to me. I'm on Instagram at foster underscore strength, probably looking at trending audio going like, Oh, I can't do this. So I'm there. I'm on there. You can message me or you can email me Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm so appreciative that you would take the time, uh, to hear my thoughts. And um, I'm just so grateful. Go do wonderful things, become uh, incredible critical thinkers. And until next time, bye.